0: You are listening to the Cattle Call podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Uh Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am Jim Coppinger. And I am Rocco Parisi. There you go. We are the owners, founders, and operators of Zentech Consultants, one of the premier technology consulting firms in the U.S. for the architecture, engineering, and construction community. And today we're gonna be talking about uh, construction tech worker shortages and how to fill the gap. And that that topic comes from Rocco today. He's the brains of the operation. He comes with all the smart ideas. Rocco's a smart one and I'm the good-looking one, so if you ever... Well, hit, it's
1: about time you finally admitted it, and what, I'm, that I'm glad the good this is one? being
0: recorded. Uh, that I'm the good-looking one? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> I fully admit to being the better-looking of, of both of us. No problem at all. So, <laughs> and listen, Rocco, it's not a surprise to anybody. I have been accused of a lot of things in my life, and I don't think that smart has ever made the top 10 list. So I don't really <laughs> think anybody's surprised that I'm not the smart one in this partnership. So, all right. So, all right, smart guy. Uh, so construction tech worker shortage, right? So one of the things that's been coming up quite a lot, you see it all in the news and we've definitely seen it with our, our clients, um, which is why you kind of brought the topic to our attention here for today's uh, show. Um, it, it's, it's a shortage of construction workers, skilled construction workers, right? So what's been happening is that the construction industry has really been booming like crazy for the last 18 to 24 months. Um, you know, we've been seeing growths like we haven't seen in well over a decade, um, and that, that really kind of corresponds to it—the timing there, the decade. It really, a lot of it comes back from the uh, the 2008-2009 bust that we had in the construction industry, and it was one of the largest, if not the single largest uh, downturn that we've seen in this industry ever um, in recorded history. And what happened is that a lot of people left the construction industry because there just was no work to be had back in the, in, you know, the, the early part of the last decade. So they actually left the industry. And now what we're doing is we're seeing that those skilled workers who left to become, you know, car salesmen and janitors or accountants or whatever they left to do out of the construction world, left a hole behind them. And we're having a really hard time filling that hole. Um, in particular, right now, if you go in and you know, there's a, a massive shortage of skilled tradespeople. Uh, as of right now, right, over, over, Almost 80% of construction firms in the U.S. are reporting worker shortages, right? They can't get the skilled people that they need. Um, so here's where I'm going to kick it back to the smart guy and I ask, you know, Raquel, what what are you hearing from all of our clients, right, here at Zentech in terms of uh, shortages? I mean, you know, you, you read commonly that it's, it's trade people, skilled trades people, you know, pipe fitters and welders and, yeah, you know, electricians, guys with, you know, skilled trades. But is there more
1: to that? Yeah, I think it's it's across the board. Uh, and, and that's that's what the, the research says. And that, that's what customers are saying as well. In fact, I, I was on a call last week. Is it is it Dodge Analytics? Is that the... It's done through Dodge, right? And yeah. everybody knows who, who Dodge is in the construction field. I just don't know the exact uh, name of the company. But at, at any rate, they, they, they said that the, the concern over skilled shortage is uh is greater than the concern over uh over whether the economy is going to turn and uh so to go back to your your question it uh yeah it's it's across the board uh from from what i'm hearing from customers okay
0: yeah like i said it's it's a massive massive thing and, and i think your point is well taken that you know an, an economic downturn is one thing i mean it's always something that we all worry about, right? The, the, the case of dealing construction, when it comes to any kind of a, of a downturn, we're always the first people out of work and the first people back to work. That's just the way that it goes with this industry. Um, but this construction shortage, this skilled worker shortage is really, really dramatic, and it's having a huge impact in a number of ways. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about some of the, you know, you know me, I like to look up stats and things, right? Um, so according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, as of right now, There are over 200,000 unfilled construction jobs right now, today, in the U.S. 200,000 jobs that they literally just can't find people to fill, okay? Now, in order to address that, the big things that companies are doing is they're looking at high-end technology, things like uh, integrated collaboration software, artificial intelligence, drone. Um, you know, automated machinery, prefab material construction, BIM integration, right? You know, using those technologies to kind of fill the gaps. In other words, you know, instead of having 10 people, maybe we can get one or two people to do the jobs of 10 if we can integrate it with that high-end technology, right? The problem with that is that you've got to have what we call a a construction technologist to run those systems, right? And, and, And the truth is that those people... Are even harder to find than skilled tradespeople, right? So yeah, you're, you know you're absolutely correct. The answer there is a good one, which is that you can bring in, you know, people who have both an understanding of the construction process and who have a good, te- you know, grasp on technology. Those are vital people, and they really very quickly become your key personnel. Um, but they, like I said, they're they're difficult to find. And one of the things we're going to talk about here today is how do you how do you fill that gap? Where do you find those people? Or more importantly, how do you build those people? Okay. Um, you know, and and long term, uh, one of the things that we, we've definitely been seeing and that you're talking quite a lot about in the industry today is that there's been a huge push um, for partnering with educational systems, particularly with primary schools, like the folks who are in middle and high school, uh, to start exposing uh, children at a younger age to you know, trade and construction related technologies. Um, and that, that, I think, is a great answer. I think it's something that for far too long as a nation, right, we've pushed people towards, uh, you know, uh, th- those those white-collar college jobs and we've, we've kind of shunned trade skilled workers and say, oh, you know, construction is a dirty job. You get your hands dirty, you're sweaty, you don't want to do that. But, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is that while that is a, a great long-term answer, I really encourage You know, that that kind of integration, working with schools and and, and giving kids that possibility, you know. Um, But the truth is, is that we kind of have to overcome a built-in prejudice in our current society, uh, you know, towards the the blue-collar worker. right? Because the truth is, when you get into working with, you know, construction technologists – all right, um, guys who have both the technology skill and the construction industry background blended together—they're not really blue-collar workers anymore. You know, they really become white-collar workers. All right, they really get that 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 blend of both. You know, you can take and have both the uh, you know the the field reference background that we need, right, and tie that with high-end technological capacity, and you get the people who, like I said, become your number one lead workers. They're the guys who are going to take over and run your company for the next thirty years. Okay, um, and I think that there is definitely a, um, a. story. you know what? You know, I'm I'm actually let let, let me do this. I, I have a story, and you know me, I always have stories. I have stories for. Oh me. no. Yeah, I know. I I always got stories. Uh, but I do have a story that I want to tell you. But before I do that, I want to, I actually wanted to ask um, from you, right? Because you you know you're you're our frontline connection with, uh, you know, all of the people out there in the architecture, design, engineering, and construction industry. Um, and like I said, I think a huge part of addressing the shortages comes down to training, right? And, and what are you getting? I mean, when you're talking with, with folks, what is it that construction firms in particular right now are looking at in terms of their near future? What, what kind of training are they looking for? What is it they're trying to fill?
1: Um, I, I, I think it's I, – I honestly don't think that enough emphasis is being put on, on training, and I think that's my my personal opinion is that it, it there should be more focus uh, put on on the internal um, team and what what the internal talents are capable of doing versus versus going outside. In other words, take 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 some of your existing staff and, and, and train them. I mean, people are always looking to for for advancement in their career and uh, a- adapting. The them to the technology via training is uh, I think is is uh, an important way to go. Um, so what they're looking for, I, I think it's across the board. I mean it, it's, uh, but but the the problem is the time too that uh, that people don't have uh, to to train their staff, and I think that's where right. our unique approach comes in with, with training. But
0: uh,
1: yeah, that's that's kind of a short answer. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, that works. So so then what you're saying here is that the problem, right, is is that we're making the mistake of trying to hire outside people, right, instead of using the ones that we already have. And like I said, when you're talking about those construction technologists, you're you know, you're really looking for someone who has both construction experience, right, real field understanding of the real world process. And you need to, to couple that with, you know, software and technical and hardware experience on you know, like I said, the the you know the collaboration software, the automated machinery, prefab, BIM, um, you know, drone usage, you know, all of that has to be tied together. And the problem is, is that like I said, you have a lot of younger people, right? The you know the, the the millennial folks who are coming out of colleges and have their whole lives lived on computers, right? They they know computers, they know apps inside and out. They know them better than us us old folks are ever gonna you know know them, um, but what they don't have is that practical understanding of your construction industry, okay? So, you know, it, it, it really does, like you said, it becomes a question of your best resource is to take the people that you have in-house and actually train them on the technology end, right? Because I think that it takes a lot longer to uh, develop the understanding of the construction process, the build process. There's so much more to that, you know. I think it's easier to actually train people on the technology side than it is on the construction side, you know. So I think that addresses exactly what you're saying. I think that's kind of the the big point, right? The big tape, what takeaway that we're going to try and shoot for, uh, you know, during today's discussion, right? Which is that I think we both agree with, you know, training your people that you already have rather than trying to hire and fill in gaps is the way to go. And we'll talk. Uh, more about that in the second half of our program today. But I wanted to get back to my story, right? See, you you thought you were going to get away from hearing me tell a story. Here we go, people, (laughs) (laughs) 1910. Poor Rocco has to sit and listen to my stories all day, every day. So what I really did want to do, though, is I I did kind of want to point out the the issue that we have in terms of what I was saying earlier, which is, you you know, kind of guiding our kids towards those, you know, high-end college degrees and that that's the right way To go right, you know, we want to be good parents. We want our kids to have great educations. We want them to have, you know, good solid incomes, and and for decades now, the answer to that has been, you know, go to college and get your degree and be an engineer, be an accountant or a lawyer. So here's here's my story. I have two nephews, and I won't tell you their names, but uh, they're brothers. Right now, the oldest brother is uh, studying chemical engineering, right, and he is at uh, NJIT. And he is just a brilliant kid. Both wonderful kids. I love them to death. Uh, but the older, the older one, that's what he's always wanted to do. He is a huge fan of engineering. He loves the chemical engineering. Product. He wants that. That's been his dream, and he's there. But the thing is, is that in order to get there, right, he's had to take out all kinds of Pell grants and student loans, right? And he is in his senior year now, right? And as of right now, right, he is in almost. Two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. Okay, you know, just to get through his his four year school. I mean, and that's with his parents helping out. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's going to come out as an engineer, and he's going to you know start off his career making some money. Not great money. Engineers do not start at that high of a salary nowadays. Now, his younger brother, who is about three years younger than him, his younger brother had a different path in mind, right? He works in the HVAC world, right? He does, you know, he, that's what their father did. And, and the younger son wanted to kind of follow in dad's footsteps. So what he did, he went to a 12 uh, a week, maybe a 16 week trade school, right? Somewhere out in Missouri. Okay. He went out, spent 12 weeks out in a trade school, learned to do, you know, HVAC re- refrigeration, installation, equipment manufacturing, you know, real high end tech stuff, you know, for, for large uh, companies. Right, got like four or five different certifications as part of the program. And he came back here to Jersey and when he came back had a job the day he got back here. Now his total investment for his training, right, as a as a skilled tradesperson, his entire investment was about four grand. Right? Four grand <clears throat> in. Now they come back, and here's the thing the older the older son is, is gonna graduate, right? And he's starting to get some job offers coming in, and he's starting his starting salary, you know, going $200,000 in debt and starting out, his starting salaries are in the range of about fifty dollars to $60,000 a year, which is not bad at all, right, for someone just starting out of college. However, the younger brother with his total $4,000, his average income, he's been working now for the last year. Last year, he made almost ninety grand. okay? So, you know, the thing that I want you to take away from this, folks who are listening, is that you know, college is a great thing, and I'm a huge fan of it for the folks who really want it, but if you're telling your kids, hey, stay away from those trades, stay away from the construction industry, there's, it's not the right way to go, you're putting your kids in debt, right? and there's a whole lot of money to be made here. We're going to talk about what the money is and you know what we can do to fill that uh, tech worker shortage gap when we come back after we listen to this break from our sponsors. We'll talk to you all at the other end. All right, everybody. Today's podcast is being brought to you by BricsCAD. BricsCAD, the AutoCAD alternative that will give you all of the tools that you need in the AutoCAD design world, but in a simpler, more affordable package. In particular, today's session is being brought to you by BricsCAD BIM, the 3D modeling system that is the uh, BricsCAD version of Revit. It actually allows you to go in and do all of your 3D modeling, all of your BIM intelligence in your standard DWG file. So you can do your 2D layout and drafting using all the same tools that you have and easily convert those over to full 3D models and then add in and and automatically using artificial intelligence convert all of that data into fully developed BIM models to the level of development that you need. BricsCAD BIM, probably the greatest advent into the BIM world in the last decade. So. Rocco, tell the kind folks how they can reach out to us and how they can get more information about BricsCAD BIM.
1: Sure, you can reach out to us at zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K consultants.net. Or you can give us a ring, 866-824-4459. And how about I will give you an email address too. It's sales at zentechconsultants.net.
0: All right, lots of ways to reach out to us about BricsCAD BIM. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco. So today we were talking about the uh, the shortage in the CAD tech or not CAD, excuse me, in the uh, the technology section of the construction world, um, and you know we, we had talked a little bit about the numbers and what the shortfall is in the previous session. And what I want to do is before we jump back into the conversation, you know me, Rocco, I love to do the maths, I love the maths, and I love the numbers. Uh, so, just a couple of things that I did a little bit of research up here. Okay, so if just just some few numbers that that came from a recent report by the uh, the AGC. That's the Associated General Contractors of America. Um, so, as of right now, seventy five percent of all construction firms in the United States are short handed and looking to hire skilled trade and technical people. That's huge, right? That's that's a massive amount. Okay. Um, of all construction firms, not just out of that, but total, all construction firms, over half of them, are struggling to even find qualified candidates to interview for these positions, okay? Right? Over 50% of the jobs that they need filled are software and technology related, right? Which is what we're talking about, the need to, to get that technology aspect in here that the shortage isn't just... In the skilled tradespeople for the field. Okay, and here's the thing that kills me. This is this is what boggles my mind. Uh, the median salary for all of these empty positions, right, per the NCCR, which is the National Coalition. I forget what they are. Um, but the 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 median salary is over a hundred thousand dollars a year. This is a huge field, a huge huh. number that we're throwing out there, right? And even with this massive demand and these crazy high salaries, as an industry, we can't seem to get ahead of the hiring curve, okay? Um, and, and and like I said, it goes back to what, what we were talking about before, that, you know, uh, you know, we've taught our kids to kind of shy away from the construction field, um, you know, go for those, you know, uh, cushy office jobs. But we're really talking here about construction technology positions in a lot of this, okay, where you have to have people who understand both you know the the technology and the construction. Right? And that that's really like I said the key. Most of us have a lot of people in house who have extensive construction experience. We have guys who have been working with us for 10, 15, 20 years. Right? But those people don't have the software or technical skills that you need for those you know those high-end construction technology uh, positions. So I think, you know, kind of what, what Rocco was saying earlier is that we need to find the best way of addressing that underlying issue of where to find these people to fill these construction technology jobs. So here, Rocco, I'm going to kick it back to you and ask you this question, right? So what do you think? I mean, you know, based on, you know, your, your coordination with people and, and, and our many, many years of dealing with, with training and working with folks to get them up to speed on technologies, is it easier to take someone who has a construction industry background and teach them the the software and the technology they need or do you think it's easier to take someone who's got the software and technology out of college and teach them the construction industry what do you think
1: no i think i think it's 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 the first it it, it, it's easier to take people who have that that foundation already in place and understanding of construction uh, that, that's for sure. And like I was saying before, you know, it's um, a lot of people grow, grow stale in their positions. You know, they, they get tired, they get tired, they get bored. Um, they, they want incentives, you know, um, they, they, they want to find something new to do. And uh, so in, in my opinion, it's, it's a win win. Why not take people who have that foundation in place, uh, pay them more, teach them more, uh, allow them to, to use the, the latest technology. Um, it, it helps with, with retention. It helps um, just with overall job satisfaction.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right in every way. Um, you know, and that's something that we've talked to people about for many, 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 many years. Um, look, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I think everybody out there who's listening today, you know, we're all looking to have those brilliant construction technologists, right? Those people who know our industry and they can apply the you know the, the latest and smartest new tools that help us make up for these labor shortages, and it also helps us increase you know efficiency, which always increases profits, which is what we you know it's the driver behind everything we do. We all want to make the monies, um, and I agree with Rocco. I mean, you know, the best way to get there isn't to hire new people, all right, but to build those construction technologists from the ground. Up, Uh, and I think an area where, uh, as an industry, we're really falling short here is I think that construction firms, in particular, really need to establish internal corporate programs uh, for nurturing their own best and brightest. Right, bringing those people who you know you trust, who have been able to, you know, work for you and provide so much for your company for years, right, and to bring those forward as your new staff of senior uh, technical people. You know, um, I really agree with, with with what you were saying, Rocco. And you know, the kiss of death for a company is to have really good people and to be afraid to move them out of their current position, right? How many times we have a conversation with people who's like, "Well, I, you know, I I can't let Rocco get promoted. He's too important where he is," you know, and that's horrible. That's that's a sure way to make sure you're going to lose all of your best people just out of frustration, right? everybody wants to learn new things everybody wants to have the feeling that what they're doing is adding to the company um, they want the ability to move forward no one likes to stay like you said stuck in that same exact position becoming stale day after day year after year right so you know I, I absolutely agree with what you know what, what what you were saying there so you know and 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 he, you know what it does um, it, it comes back from it is the the old adage right? It says, you know, you, old CEO asked the question, you know, oh, training people, what if we invest all of this money and we train our staff and we give them all of this knowledge and then they leave, right? And and the response to that is always, you know, well, what happens if we don't train them and they stay? That's way worse, <laughs> right? You, you know, you, you, you wind up and it's really, it's, it's, it's a, a long-term recipe for disaster where if you don't train, your current people. And if you you refuse to give them a chance to grow, you wind up with angry, frustrated, undertrained people who hate their job, can barely do their job, right? And your entire workforce stagnates, right? That is absolutely the worst scenario. If you don't train them and they stay, that is the, the, the road to disaster for your company. So here's a, a number that I've have been thrown around for years. And it's absolutely true. I've read it in in study after study. Um, Over two-thirds of all workers, and this is in any industry, not just construction or or engineering design, it it doesn't matter. Two-thirds of all workers in the world say that training and advancement are more important to them than a salary increase. And you think about that. It's not about money and just giving people money isn't always the right answer. Taking that
1: ties, that ties right into what I was saying before.
0: Yeah, absolutely, right? Just throwing cash at them isn't gonna be good enough. Right? You have to actually give people some kind of a job satisfaction. And 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 the the most effective way to do that is training, because there's no loss to you in a training scenario. There really isn't. Think about it. If if you know you invest in training, you know, Joe employee. Right? You put money into training Joe employee, so there's an expense up front, but here's the thing, Joe employee learns new skills that he can provide to your company to make you more money. Well, that's a wash, right? That's a return on investment, you get your money back because now Joe's going to make you more money because he's better trained and better at his job and can be more efficient and do the work of three guys, right? But you also get the benefit in that Joe is happy, right? Joe is going to be able to make more money because he has more of a skill set and it overall makes him a pleasant person to be around, which, you know, you're building a, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for, Rocco? Um, ah, where everybody thinks the same way. A culture. There you go. Couldn't couldn't bring it up. There. I was going to say a happy place. A happy place. See, that's why you're the smart one, right? <laughs> See, I can't even remember basic words like culture, dude. What is wrong with this brain? Um, it's just getting old and decrepit. Maybe I need more training. <laughs> So, yeah, that's it. You you know you're fostering a culture of you know positivity. You're fostering a culture of learning and increasing everybody's setup, you know, and that, that really is a big difference maker. And you see that time and time again. And when you do get the opportunity to sit and talk, as we do all the time, with you know sea uh, level folks at some of these major construction firms, and you hear them talk, the most successful ones always foster those cultures of growth and progression and encourage, you know, ongoing training and education and everybody who is in your company moving forward and hiring new people at the lower levels. Biggest mistake you can make is to try and hire people at those high levels to make those your senior construction technologists and put them in charge of the people who've been doing this for 10 years for you. That's always wrong and I know it's scary. I know the risk of, you know, oh, I, I, you know, Joe is so good at what he does, we can't let him go. You have to let Joe go, and you hire people underneath Joe, and he'll show them how to do what he's always done for you. That's the right answer, right? And I think that tells you all you need to know about the construction shortage and the the best way to kind of fill that gap, right? So I think that's all my limited brain power has for today. Rocco, you got anything else you want to add into this conversation?
1: No, just a quick plug for, uh, for Zentech here. You know, we uh, we do quite a bit of training on, on a Bluebeam, uh, the Autodesk, the Microsoft, and the BricsCAD um, product line. So definitely hit our website, uh, zentechconsultants.net. We have kind of a unique approach to training, guys, in that uh, we will take a, an eight-hour class and break it out over four weeks. So we try to minimize the time that your team is pulled uh, away from from production, uh, so two hours a week, um, and your question, your, your your students can ask questions through, throughout the class, and uh, really they're able to to to, uh, to gain some knowledge in, in two hour sessions and come back from week to week with questions. So um, we're not pulling them away for too long. So just just a quick plug for. Tech here
0: Ooh, look at you getting all salesy and stuff <laughs> nice now you know why he does that folks he does that because i trained him to do that that's <laughs> it see how we tie it all in and with that we're gonna let you guys head on out and we want to thank you guys for joining us once again on the uh-huh. podcast we'll see you in our next episode where we will be talking about CAD systems should you customize or should you use out of the box again you're listening to the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy develop and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech?
1: All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net, or you can even call us 866-824-4459.
0: Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.